To all our wonderful and plentiful fans, and welcome to another episode of Terry Foxy Ladies, the podcast. I'm Ainsley, and today's episode is actually special because it lands on a very special day. <laughs> National Polar Bear Day! <laughs> 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 Yeah, I agree. Who decides those days? Um, God, obviously, Braden. Oh, sorry, sorry. Stupid question. All right, so today I'm going to rank my fellow hosts in their likeness to a polar bear while introducing them. Oh, Coming in at least like a polar bear is the constantly disabled but rarely boring Jenna. Wait, really? I'm surprised, but thank you. Thank you so much. Next is our resident, not really bear-like, but very charming pal, Brayden. Oh. <laughs> You're supposed to like speak after I introduce you. You guys just are just clapping. <laughs> I think my laugh kind of like personalizes me. All right, and in second place, the moderately bearish, no muss, no fuss, Sonia. <laughs> Of course, you That's make me. yourself most polar bear. <laughs> and obviously, I'm most like a polar bear. Into, like, like in places as well. <laughs> I'm proud to hold the self-appointed title. <laughs> okay, guys, here are three reasons why I deserve the title. One, I'm sometimes covered in blood. Two, I'm always hungry. And three, I'm very pissed at global warming. <laughs> That's legit. I, it's so funny. I wasn't thinking about um, like personality. No, I was thinking. Of, I was like, thinking about their facial. soul. I was thinking about exactly like, just a purely on looks. <laughs> I literally what, what was going on the all of that. What I went? I was going on all of that. Like the, the person who most looks like a polar bear, the person whose soul is most like a polar bear, and just and you overall you. aura. Yeah, I, I get did. that. And honestly, would any of us have ranked each other in a different way? Because I, I don't agree think with those so. rankings. Mm. Mm. I don't think Sonya would have been second. I think Sonya's furthest from a polar bear. She's really? not vicious at all. I know, but like, she's not vicious in the sense that, like, unprovoked, she's not vicious. Like, I wouldn't fuck with Sonya. You know what I mean? I would definitely fuck with Jenna. <laughs> 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 anyway, Brayden, there's no S oh, on the end of that word. <laughs> That's the one thing I've gotten from you, Ainsley. Me too. Like, you really drilled that into my mind, and anytime someone says anyways, I feel like the compulsion to rip them in- to shreds. And there's the polar bear. <laughs> there you oh, go. There's the polar, bear. There's the polar bear. There she is. <laughs> it Maybe all sorry it should be number one. Right I don't yeah, want to give up my Sonya's title, though. number one polar bear. No, All right, I everyone. I don't. I agree. think it's time for the double double. Wait, can I say a few grizzly? I mean, polar bear facts. <laughs> oh yes, please, please do. <clears throat> okay, polar bears are actually descendant from grizzly bears. They're like an adapted version of that because of where they live in the Arctic. So their environment changed, like, their color and their diet and all that stuff. So that's kind of cool. They're essentially just white grizzly bears. Um, They can reach a height of nine feet tall and weigh over 1,500 pounds. That's cool. That's that's all. (laughs) Wait, classes of animals are always so lost on me. Oh, same. I'm like, I have no idea what that means. I kind of just have to see it, you know, to believe it. (laughs) 
Wait, Brayden, before we get to the double-double, I want to hear about how your speech went. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, It wasn't at A, so I spoke at my the treatment center i went to last night okay uh like it was the first time i've done that where it's just me up there for all to see but like (laughs) what did you wear Uh, (laughs) a turtleneck (laughs) wait are are you serious very dignified i I honestly wanted to look like it's like a basic but classic approach right like it was so funny um and i just had to like share my story and i've never really thought of my story chronologically all at once and i just winged it which was a a bold move on my part wow holy shit here's my favorite part about it i was very concerned i wouldn't have enough to say and i by accident without once looking at the clock landed exactly how long i was supposed to talk for oh i know Um, that's impressive yeah and it was like a huge step i don't know it's kind of scary (laughs) um for i don't know i'm very scared of public speaking as most people are um a year ago i would have never thought i truly remember people doing that and thinking that was unfathomable so it was really cool and i got a lot of positive feedback and i'm very happy about it sweet yeah congrats breaking barriers um yeah so maybe i'll do it again sometime but i'm very relieved it's over <laughs> do you That's have great. to do that like is that a must no no no. they just ask you if you've stayed sober long enough um if you'd be willing to and they've been asking me for like six months and then i True. was finally ready to accept that offer. so was it for um people who were currently in there and then like were their families there as well or was it just mm. the people it was just the people that are in there so i okay. shared it and then they were all asking me advice after on how to handle certain situations and the whole time i kept being like why the fuck are people asking me advice because i still haven't internalized the fact that i might have something to offer i guess Mm -hmm. but that was cool yeah well we're all very proud of you and yeah that's wonderful truly thanks you picked a good person yeah Yeah, it was cool um okay enough of this fucking mush yeah fuck recovery (laughs) double double (laughs) Mmm, coffee. <laughs> Double trouble, should I say? No, hashtag, you not say. hashtag mansplaining in five words. Mm. Yeah. In what was that? Words. Like so a Twitter we have to challenge? mansplain something in five words? It, it was. It was like a, yes. People were taking a stab at uh, what a mansplaining <laughs> in five words could could sound like. Anyone care to take a try? <laughs> You're doing that push-up wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. That's clearly from personal experience. I also still can't do one fully, but I'm getting Was that mansplaining, though, or was that, like, (laughs) general concern for me about to hurt my body? Maybe they just thought you were going to be hurt. (laughs) Oh, I've got one. I've got one. Childbirth doesn't hurt that much. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really good one. That's very good. Hell yeah, baby. I have one from personal experience. Okay, let's hear it. I haven't been mansplained that often, actually, but there's, like, a few times that I remember. And this one, how do you know Plato? Oh, God. He was uh, talking to me about the, you know, really popular Greek philosopher Plato. (laughs) And I was like, yeah. And he was like, five of his albums. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) He was like, how do you know him? I was like... (laughs) General so life funny. exposure to other people. 
It's funnier too because, like, was that in university? Because it's like any person who has attended post secondary education knows who fucking Plato is. It was a guy I used to date, but he knew that I was in university and he was too, so he should have known that I would probably be aware of Yeah, it's like philosophy 101, like we all know. Oh, I had kind of a story. I just retold this story on the way home. There was a guy that I saw tonight that went to rehab with me, and when I got to rehab, he kept telling me about AA, and I was like, yeah, I've actually like been before, and he just did not listen to me, and I said it so many times, and he returned from AA with a book to uh, present me. That I already have, and like he just wouldn't accept that. I was like, okay, thanks for the book. Anyways, that was pretty man. I don't understand. That's exactly it. He wasn't hearing a word. I was like, I've, I've been, I, I know. It didn't matter. I was inconsequential to that conversation. Yeah, those boys, those crazy boys, crazy fucking men. Eh? Okay, what's the other half of the double double? I will tell you right now. Hashtag bullying. That's Ugh. it. Just hashtag bullying. For some reason, yeah, bullying. I get so annoyed when people talk about bullying. So do I. <laughs> it's, it just like, fucking irritates me. I'm like, I'm done with it. Nobody <laughs> yeah, cares about your stupid little I'm sob old. story. Everybody gets bullied. Let's fucking move on. There's a couple reasons this was popular this week, I think. So reason number one. Um, it was pink shirt day yesterday. Mm-hmm. Which you guys know what that is? Yeah. yeah. Those two guys wore a pink shirt in solidarity of some kid that got made fun of for wearing a pink shirt. And now it's like a bullying awareness day, right? It, exactly. <laughs> it's funny that like that was the catalyst for this whole like anti-bullying movement. It's like there are a lot more sinister reasons pe- kids make fun of each other. Not just like a pink shirt, you know what I mean? Like, I think it's a good like branding thing yeah, so do i, I like but it's just like funny simple. how that's how it happens like. to be fair of all the colors that you would associate with bullying it would probably be pink that's the only one anyone has an opinion on yeah that's very true. men wearing pink i was at least. i was reading about it and this was bizarre on pinkshirtday.ca or whatever they were telling the story of how it originated and yeah they bought the pink shirts um, and it said, as they stood in the foyer handing out the shirts, the bullied boy walked in. His face spoke volumes. It looked like a huge weight was lifted off his shoulders. The bullies were never heard from again. What? Did they <laughs> wow, murder them? Wow, that's super sinister. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a that happened type of story. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then everyone threw $100 bills at the bullied kid. Yeah, and, and everyone <laughs> clapped and... <laughs> But no, but seriously, like those, those bullies were children. Someone should locate them. <laughs> yeah, well-being. The E true Hollywood yeah. story. I don't know if you can target bullying. Like, how can you? Because no one who's bullying thinks they're bullying. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I like, mean, some like when I was a kid, they're doing it. I think the yeah. cyberbullying thing's probably pretty important because the suicide rate has been yeah, going up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but I don't know if you. I don't know how to. I don't know if they're tackling Wear a it. fucking pink shirt and it will disappear, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do. There's some people I want to bully, though. I've said that oh, sentence 100%. before. Yeah, like they just, 100%. I'm just like, for, like, I just want to fucking push you down. And I don't, I don't generally feel that way about people. It needs to be acknowledged that sometimes bullying is to... to you know, to, to signal yeah. to people that they're doing a bad thing. Yeah, like but if somebody's like really shitty they need to or they're doing something shitty and then they like make a mistake, it's like that's your fucking opening, you know? Like remember when we were gonna do the talent show and we were all gonna wear gray suits and just like jump around <laughs> on stage like sperm? Like people would have been right to bully us for that because that's not an it's okay thing to do and that would be everyone's way of like showing us that, you know? Yeah, I guess. 
<laughs> also, like, I'm coming from a perspective where, like, I didn't really ever get bullied, so <laughs> everything I say is pretty non-important. You yeah, were the bully. All of these memories are coming crashing in. <laughs> I know, Jenna. You were oh, so you were bullied so hard. <laughs> yes, I was. Um, I got bullied too. Yeah, but I don't think the bullying the campaigns would have done anything about it. No, definitely it, again, not. Just, I mean, as you said, I think that's a good point that. A lot of the time, people don't even know that they're bullying. It's not. I don't think it's always as clear cut as it's shown in the movies. Yeah, bullying's where a lot there's more like a insidious. crew of like four kids who are like, "Give me your lunch money, fool." It's I like <laughs> the bullying I was a victim of, or whatever you call it, um, was generally by friends more so, not yeah, like exactly. some like punk kid. It was like the girls yeah. who were your friends and treated you poorly. <laughs> hundred percent yeah most yeah half of it was from my girlfriends and then the other half were uh like boys but they were it was like in the prime puberty stage where everyone was confused about what was happening and then they were Mm -hmm. lashing out but um, i feel like just teenage boys are just so fucking mean too like i remember in high school like yeah yeah, the girls girls are mean as well but i remember the boys like poking holes in like our condoms and shit it's like lol how funny a 14 year old pregnant girl ha <laughs> like how is that appropriate in any way yeah mm-hmm. a lot of lines were crossed <laughs> another, <laughs> another another reason this was trending is because did you hear about that quaid and bales kid no his he was like severely disabled like actually oh yes yes and, yes yeah, I love so you have to say, like, a... actually, because <laughs> my And his mom took a video of him crying because he was being horribly bullied at school, and, like, it went viral. And um, I don't know. I, I, I'm always suspicious, or I feel bad for kids who go viral, cause, and I, I feel suspicious of parents who take videos of their kids so when they're in I. those types of situations. Because, um, I, don't, I don't know, it feels... Didn't that turn little... out to be a hoax? Well, I funny you should say that. I don't... I don't think it is. There's no proof that it's a hoax. But when I was Googling about it, it was on Snopes. And it's like, is Quaden Bales actually 18 years old? Claim. <laughs> Quaden Bales is an 18-year-old man who lied about being a 9-year-old boy with dwarfism to scam the internet for money. <laughs> Fact checked by Snopes.com. False. <laughs> I wouldn't even be surprised if that was reality. Like, that's how bad the world has gone. Yeah, I feel like that parenting move would be entirely like very misdirected like my mom would go directly to the parents or the school she did in my past (laughs) oh that do you find that helped not really i don't really know if anything can fully help it you got to just learn how to stick up for yourself it's a sad truth like i remember sorry i was gonna say with the pink shirt thing too like when they describe the kid coming in and seeing the pink shirt my my personality as a kid would be fucking mortified that that much attention was drawn to me i couldn't imagine anything worse like i you just like a lot of kids just want to disappear you don't want to be celebrated for your bullying that's embarrassing like yeah you're a freak and we accept you like it's like pitiful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and I remember the going, like, advice when I was a kid was, like, tell a teacher. And it's like, I'm not going to fucking tell a teacher. What are you nuts? Like, mm-hmm. it's going to get me bullied way more. <laughs> or, like, tell your mom. Like, I'm not going to tell my mom. I'm just going to be so sad to find out I'm a loser. Like, <laughs> your happening. mom would be so worried about you. <laughs> oh, 100%. She totally would. <laughs> so, are you saying Polish I was mother. a loser? Possibly. <laughs> no, not to me. Now you're no. bullying her on the podcast. 
I know I can't. Hell fucking it. yeah, baby. We welcome bullying here. <laughs> Builds character <laughs> in my right? bullying. Strategic bullying. <laughs> bullying until you die. Okay. As always, Sonia has taken it too far. <laughs> like for the next topic, assisted dying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> who, who knows about that? I know a little <laughs> bit about it. Oh, the reason I guess that it's topical is um, what is it? Bill C seven. Yeah, the bill just came out on Monday. I guess that they're proposing changes to the assisted, um, like medically assisted dying. Yeah. So what was it Shit. like before? So the basically um, they had a was... they had a ten day reflection period before, and they're proposing to get rid of that. Uh, the person after ha- having consented to being euthanized then had to consent again 10 days later um i think the the euthanized that sounds so like, the, funny the, the biggest about change humans. is that they want to separate uh the people who are requesting to be assisted to have assisted dying separating them into two groups that's the biggest change am i correct i believe so and it's also they changed um quote unquote the foreseeable death issue because it used to be a certain time frame like you their their death had to be pretty imminent Whereas now it's, I'm pretty sure, like a broader spectrum so, of when you're actually going to die. So they changed it to people who are going to die in the reason, reasonably foreseeable future, that that's one group and they would have different rules, basically. And then the other yes. group is people that aren't going to die in the foreseeable future. And they actually have to have an extended waiting period. I believe it's 90 days. Yeah. And I, the reason they that. did that was because there's people who were like opting to die early because they were worried their cognitive faculties were going to go and then at that point they wouldn't be able to go through the procedure is that right yes Mm -hmm. um and the Mm -hmm. the 10 day waiting period specifically uh what when i was learning about this prior to this bill there was controversy with that because there are people who are so rapidly deteriorating and in order to to be able to have assisted dying you have to give informed consent and that 10 days could mean the difference between you being able to give consent yeah and it says too that the old law after the 10 days the patient would have there was like a requirement for the patient to sign again like right before the procedure which is like super problematic because as you said if it's rapidly increasing like your death then in 10 days you might not be able to sign a paper Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is supposed to, I guess, like, uh, take care of that. I mean, one of the biggest things that anyone would worry about is obviously this being abused. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, I just a cursory look. There was one recent study done that found that 75% of Ontarians who got the assistant dying were younger, wealthier, and more likely to be married. So it doesn't look like low socioeconomic status is a factor in getting assisted dying, at least in Ontario, or I didn't have a chance to look closely at the study, but... I think there's a, a again, people are concerned too about being the, the vulnerable population, specifically with people that want it for psychological reasons, although this bill notably mm. excludes that. They, they said, I think they said in five years they're going to re-review that, but I know... I, I don't think... In the Netherlands, they you can do that. Um, like y- you can uh, basically request to be have assisted dying if you have depression or want to die. Is there a reason that I'm missing of how that's fucking bonkers? You think it's bonkers, or you don't? 
no i think it's bonkers um i i personally think that the whole the whole point of it is that you have autonomy over your own body so i can see kind of both sides of it depression and other psychological disorders are disorders however yeah, I, it is it is a super slippery slope because those people are vulnerable and you it can change you're not as they say going to die in the foreseeable future but it, it, where do you draw the line i think that well, yeah. uh, the way that um like the government has proposed these changes i think that it, from what it seems like it has enough regulation in order as opposed to it just being like if you're depressed like yes you can mm-hmm. have assisted death like it mentioned that um through the consultations that they did they got so much feedback and a a lot of the like one of the main criteria is that you have to um speak with like specialists that are specifically knowledgeable about whatever um ailment or disorder you have and then you have to be provided with all the different options to treat yourself to maybe get better um so I don't feel like that people are going to be able to like slip into that as easily here. Yeah, um, no, that's I good. Feel, I think, like, and I think I just, autonomy-wise, like you can't ask the state to kill you because yeah, you're depressed. That's, like, that's the other issue is that um, you have to protect the healthcare workers, maybe to put them in a position that would make them uncomfortable like that. However, I do see the point that who's to say that your psychological pain is less real than someone that it doesn't have a terminal illness and is just feeling a lot of physical pain i think also too another issue that has to be raised is especially in canada when we're going through such a like shortage of healthcare professionals on every spectrum like nurses doctors psws it's like how are we logistically going to have like the resources and the professional bodies to assess all of these cases you know like it seems like a lot a lot a lot of work but you could make the point that those people that it could take a load off the healthcare system because they're they're going to die that's true as well like more beds would open up but it just like from like the terminally ill are we still talking about the depressed or any of them i mean to to raise the point that all this all these assessments would put pressure on the healthcare system but like this is super crass but people dying will take relief off the healthcare system yeah so i guess it would even out but just for the beginning part it would be pretty stressful on workers i i draw the line definitely at psychological disorders i don't think that's good and i think like totally not so to sort of you know if we're at that point that people are going to the states at begging them to kill them then something needs to be done other than being like yeah sure okay let's let's go through with that um but but what do you guys think about in terms of I, i was reading briefly um about institutions dealing with having to offer it or not like so if it's um regu it's it's legal um then that's great like you can get it if you can find someone to do it but what do you think about it kind of being mandated to like you have to find someone who can perform it at your institution Mm. yeah because at that point people say i guess that it's morally ambiguous but but then there's it's kind of hard because if the state is going to say that it's okay but then people don't have to do it it's kind of hypocritical but I, I, I totally see why people wouldn't want to perform it. Yeah, no, definitely. It's something, I, I know what you mean. I don't know if it would be hip- hypocritical, but it would be, like, if it's, it depends on how they frame it. If they're framing it as a right, a right to die, then they would have to I think that's exactly that how they frame versus, it. Yeah. Like yeah, the right guess, to die. I, or I'm so, pretty sure that's what it's called in Oregon. Because they were the first, if I might be missaying this, but I'm pretty sure Oregon was the first state 
to legalize it in the states and i believe it's called the right to die act i'm wondering too what effects this would have on life insurance like if you are getting medically assisted dying does that kind of count as suicide in a way where like your insurance wouldn't give life insurance to suicide is no longer not coverable by insurance i'm pretty sure that's not legal anymore like you will still be covered under suicide Really? Oh, really? Yes. I read I, I read that recently. That. Even so though, like it's going to be I wonder how hard it would be to get insurance if you were in a situation like that where you were looking into medically assisted dying. Like I bet insurance companies wouldn't even touch you. Well, you, you would already have Ill. the illness, right? Yeah. So yeah, that would already have been Ill, an then issue. You're already in big trouble. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I mean, like the chances would go up. I'm saying if if this like obviously if it was made eagle eagles <laughs> legal, <laughs> if this was made eagles, if this was made legal, and like say you were being insured and they knew you had cancer or whatever, if medically assisted dying was an option on the table that you could explore, there would probably be even less of a chance of a life insurance company po- covering you. Um, what is, does anyone know what medically assisted dying looks like right now? Like, what is the procedure? Is it like an injection? It's an injection. Yeah. I think it's an or, injection. Or like a doctor uh, administrates have, it or just, or, like or a it's mask. a drink. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I thought it was an injection. Like, they put you up to an IV and shit and party. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I'm remembering a, like, a gas mask type situation. Gas them up. You know, midsummer when at like the age of seventy-two they jump off the yes. cliff. Yeah, I remember after um, watching that, my boyfriend and I we were talking about it, and he didn't like that idea, and I thought it was a great idea. That I think it's kind of a you great idea are too. only going to get more decrepit after that. So why not just off yourself beforehand? And if you've and lived like, like a fulfilling life, you can say goodbye to everyone who loves you family and friends and i don't know end it there yeah and it's not like how society is set up in the old days where like older people were like the keepers of wisdom and like oral traditions and shit it's like old people don't serve any fucking purpose anymore, fuck? you know what i mean they're, <laughs> Such they're a not like <laughs> but it's true i'm speaking on like a historical social point of view i'm not saying that old people don't have merit i'm just saying we don't value their shit like we needed to in the old days for our survival and for our progress nowadays that's not it's not the same thing because we have all of the knowledge and progress at our fingertips on the internet back in the day it was like oh this older person knows all the fucking secrets of the land you know they know when the the water's gonna flood they know when to plant the crops they know medicine they know this they know that and now we that's not a thing anymore yeah which again is a problem with like with the way society is structured now right and it's like kind of like is the is the answer then well don't worry you can off yourself it's like not the best way to go but what do you guys think about this sort of like postmodern take of um who's to say like for example when i was this is somewhat related when i was working at the crisis line and we did training for suicide callers they said you know if someone calls and they say that they want to die you are not to try to talk them out of it they were like that's their decision mm-hmm. and i was like profoundly uncomfortable oh. with that um luckily i never you know had to deal with anything like that so it never like it didn't matter how i felt about it but i just thought that that was 
I don't know. It, uh, I don't think. What are you supposed to fucking say to them then if they call like, oh, okay, cool. So let's talk about how you're going to do I it. I thought like, that part of the reason for that was that that wasn't the most effective approach. Um, no, they specifically cited like you don't want to, um, like it's their choice. Like it, it was a matter of respecting their autonomy. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, so I just thought that uh, like. I'm pretty for pretty universal autonomy on that role but I, I totally get how it can be problematic but I also would have trouble drawing the line somewhere I feel like it's for me at mm-hmm. least all uh, honestly just kind of a yes or no thing with things like that I think the drawing the line at like terminal illnesses is pretty legit though no but, yeah I mean but, but also like, like who am I even, to say this not person even... has to like live in pain it's not like why because it makes me uncomfortable but they can kill themselves like, if they want to no, they just can't get someone to strain what if on they the can't med- though? medical system like most people don't succeed at it and like that's dangerous. and like what if I got in a car crash tomorrow and became a quadriplegic like I would not fucking want to live like I'm sorry but I just wouldn't but do you like, think the state me. should be involved in that obviously it's kind of like the death penalty argument when people are like oh if your son or daughter was murdered you'd want to kill the person responsible yes i would i as an individual but do i need to get the government involved in that shit and do i need like legal fucking like support for yeah, that that's, that's up true. to me as an really individual about it like i don't want to like institutionalize that do you know what i mean don't you find that creepy it is kind of creepy to put like that pressure pressure and that responsibility on healthcare professionals but at the same time it's like <laughs> imagine being like hey besties you want to come over to my house and kill me on friday night like it's mm-hmm. there's it's also the like weird. legal culpability <laughs> of that too so you just you're completely on your own you can't tell anyone you can't say goodbye to anyone lest they be an accessory to that i think it's it's hard for me to even I, I honestly think again this there are so many things that are situational and I mean if it would be easier for a depressed person to um, access assisted dying I don't know if I necessarily can fully support that in the sense that not not discounting it that that it isn't like a like you're going through like severe mental anguish and like it's really difficult to measure different types of suffering but i mean like through all of the roller coaster of emotions i felt like i have i've come so far from where i was before feeling so low and if it was like easier to just have gone that route i would have done it and so many other people would have and haven't wouldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel however though personal level i like feel like yeah i wouldn't want that to happen to anyone i know but on like a logical level thinking about the world as a whole and like kind of a utilitarian point of view i'm like yeah the more people who die the healthier our planet gets so um with regards to what you said jenna like i can see that argument but i think then just logically it would have to draw the line at terminal illness then because there's Mm -hmm. diseases that you can recover from just the same way you can with psychological disorders but so so what if you had schizophrenia or something you're not going to recover from and you're living in constant you can recover from schizophrenia oh okay okay but like uh... what if you don't um again i don't think i'm not comfortable i just don't think that's a line too far so then but are you comfortable with illnesses Mm -hmm. that aren't terminal no, I'm not. That like but, to me, that uh, but seems I do more def- logical because again, I don't know. It, it really, it really depends. I mean, like if I was a quadriplegic, I would totally give that person an option to. 
I would not, but like again, I I would defer to medical experts, but just based on like my very limited perspective, I just think once you start like life is suffering. Like I'm not trying to Jenna, say Jenna, I can hear you jeweling, bitch. <laughs> I also like Jenna's gonna be whole, fucking like... put down for her jeweling addiction. <laughs> I feel like I hear a lot of people say stuff about like being paralyzed and stuff, but I, I don't know if that's as bad as you think i don't know yeah no no like lots of people anyway any any final words any any last words on this topic what is what is everybody's limits like to me personally if i can't feed myself and wipe my ass kill me Uh, for us personally Mm -hmm. Um, um, you're supposed to have a living will have you got for me personally i think it would be like uh well here's my living constant pain type of thing like constant pain yeah that's never gonna end okay like like uh what's it what's that really fucked up one huntington's like that level of like Mm -hmm. like in like in like five years you're gonna be a vegetable (laughs) or like paralysis like you know that Mm -hmm. condition where you're just paralyzed but you're like conscious that's living hell (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) step out before that anything like that ever happens to me a paradoxical reaction to benzos (laughs) (laughs) no in that case take me to russia Okay, uh, if anyone doesn't have any final words, going once, going twice. Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Alan Rule had a very bad week in Calgary. Spent the night in the drunk tank. Mm. Now, <laughs> I have a riddle for you. How can a man be arrested for being drunk without being drunk? He had a wet stroke. That's correct, Ainsley. This man stroke victim. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really eighteen hours of hell. Definitely, this guy. It's just so insane. I can't believe that this happened. But also, it's like if I was in that situation, I don't really know. Okay, so how I would approach it because he was. I was just about to. He was like he showed up to this bar he parked his car like on the fucking front lawn walked into the bar everybody thought he was wasted because he was slurring his speech and kind of stumbling around and then the people at the bar called the cops because they were like uh this guy's fucked up and didn't the article say he had a friend at the bar and it was like in his stroke state he was like oh i'll go to a bar to see my friend who works at the bar it's like that's the oh man anyway yeah and then so they called the cops and the cops came and arrested this guy and they kept him in the drunk tank for over 18 hours, barely checking on him. I think they checked in on him like twice in that entire time. And he was literally just stroking the fuck out in the drunk tank. Yeah. And they thought he was just wasted. Did you guys the watch time. the video? I yeah. did. It was, I watched it was a little freaky. bit of it. Um, yeah. Like he start. he walks in and you could tell he's a little off. But then, like, as time progresses, at one point, he just kind of like collapses to the floor. And then he's just like, he does look like he might have been like just incredibly intoxicated but as his lawyer pointed out they're like why would he be like kind of okay at the beginning just like barely slurring and then like six hours later he's convulsing on the floor that's not how intoxication works yeah it really freaked me out it reminded me of like a scene from paranormal activity where something was like you couldn't see the thing dragging them oh yeah especially because it was on creepy security footage yes um also (laughs) what was disturbing i thought that the like the police not giving him um a breathalyzer test oh yes they refused the breathalyzer test that doesn't even make sense yeah Yeah. so that's where it all went south like initially it's like okay you can see why they thought he was intoxicated like you kind of got to be fair like he's at a bar slurring his words and someone Mm -hmm. calls on him but he requested a breathalyzer and they did not administer it and they're supposed to check on him several times but they did not 
And this is bold. The RCMP said that they gave him water, but there's surveillance footage and no one gave him water. Yeah, so someone like beat like their head in for seven seconds. He's yeah. like, okay, you look fine. The other thing, I think someone had said it in the article about it. It's just like fucking when in doubt, just call 911. Like, just save your own ass. Like, who cares? The guy, you know, if he asks for an ambulance, just call, call an ambulance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, worst case scenario, he was lying and then he comes back. It's fine. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Yeah, they're gonna have to. They're probably gonna do some like fucking training thing after this. Guys, I don't have know. you been in the drunk tank? Yes. Yeah. And how was your time? <laughs> I don't remember. I just woke up and was like, "Oh, true. This is where I'm at." And what is this rock bottom number seven, eight? How long were you in for? Do you... just overnight. Okay. I went um, because I had uh yeah i got pulled over or whatever but um so i wasn't actually like out of it really and it's i was very aware the whole time it really sucked but they bought me tim hortons they were actually very nice to me i did not have the same experience as this man and then i couldn't get a ride home and one of the officers drove me home (laughs) wow yeah and but that was kind of embarrassing i had to like pull up to my house used to be pretty (laughs) (laughs) i don't know about that but (laughs) i mean it probably no probably no, helped no, no. a little bit um jenna and i were in the uh trespassing tank yeah, if you will we got a, we got arrested in victoria bc did, were they did they manhandle you or were they nice to you um they were like it was like moderate yeah it was moderate it wasn't like it wasn't nothing but it wasn't too much um, I just remember it was yelling. Just, they did what they had to do. I was like, Ainsley and I got put <laughs> yeah. in separate rooms, and I was like screaming her name. Do you remember that? We we're both just like, "Can you hear me?" Yeah, <laughs> it was very dramatic. So I remember too when they were like booking us. They were trying to get me to take out like all of my piercings and everything and I have like had like so many things in my ears and like nose rings that I I had like clamped in and stuff that like I literally never take out and I was just like fidgeting with my face shit and just trying to take stuff out and they were like can you hurry it up and I was like I I literally cannot like unless you want to go grab some pliers and help me out here and then they eventually were just like okay just it doesn't matter just go so I had like like one earring in and like just weird piercings randomly it was just annoying we were also with a man that we met that night named Spirit, and he somehow got away, and we both got out, and we were like, where did Spirit go? And he literally spirited away, and it was like- I remember Spirit. when you told me that you were hanging out with a guy named Spirit, and I was like, I just know You're that gonna the rest get of the story tonight. is going to be- <laughs> Yeah, and then number two was that Ainsley managed to get out of her handcuffs and steal them and put them in her bra what? and they <laughs> and she still has them. very impressive that is impressive. i still have them so it was funny too because they, they... To... sorry do you think they ha... like that officer got in a bunch of trouble because his like inventory was off i that's what i don't <laughs> understand about it because they put me in the back of a paddy wagon by myself i was so fucking rowdy like that when before we even got there i pissed in the paddy wagon i was like fuck cops and then i wriggled out of my handcuffs put them in my bra and then we got to the cop shop and the guy opened the back doors like i was fucking cinderella coming out of a carriage offered his hand like meanwhile the whole the whole fucking floor is covered in piss and i'm clearly not wearing you handcuffs anymore and i just like grab his hand 
hand and like tiptoe down. I'm like, thank you, sir. And then we just go in. And I was like, how the fuck did I just get away with that? I had such a different like... experience. I was in like the back of a cop car with handcuffs. And then I tried getting my phone. And I called our other friend who didn't get arrested on speaker. And I was like, hey, man, got arrested. I don't know when I'll be out. And she was like, oh, my God, babe. Okay, be safe. And then that was it. And then the cop got in the car. And then I was like very fucked up. But then I was trying to like, in my mind, make me seem like I like I was I had a good character so I was like oh you know I'm like I graduated from my undergrad a year ago but like and it all seemed like such a good idea in my mind but probably looking back I was like oh the best is trying to see like a drunk person try to act like okay it's so much worse than them just like being well we both we both just played like because we both had Ontario IDs at the time but we were living in BC and we were like oh we're just we both like said the same lie and didn't even plan it we were like oh yeah we're just like on vacation like we didn't know that we weren't so we just like played like the dumb ontario girl i, I guess know, that's a when role the cop came in to get me he was like well your uh friend said the same thing so your story's checked out you guys are good to go and i was like holy that's crap amazing. that's sick <laughs> saved by shared we- fucking I know shared <laughs> delusion yeah exactly and I remember just walking out too and they had to like open up this like underground garage door <laughs> and like Jenna and I were just walking out together and I felt like the whole place was on fire behind us and like <laughs> like music was playing and we were just like slow-mo strutting out of there like fuck yeah <laughs> God. oh yeah that was a fucking shit show well I'm proud of you for what? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. That just came out of my mouth. I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not sure why you would be I'm proud of us. For I'm proud of you for <laughs> stealing the handcuffs and um sorry, yeah, Braden, what were you saying? Uh I was just saying I'm disappointed in all of us, the opposite. <laughs> That's the correct way to feel. Yeah. Just, I didn't want to I don't want to be, be on my high horse cuz no I have my fair there. share of bad decisions in my <laughs> history. I mean, at least it was just <laughs> trespassing. Like that's kind of like a wah wah like that's okay. You didn't hurt anyone. Yeah, that's true. Um speaking of crazy things, Metrolinks just came out with a new ad campaign comparing construction to puberty has has everyone watched the video yeah why do the kids look like little androids man um because they're awkward these kids are definitely on the fucking spectrum i don't think they're like (laughs) just awkward teens like they have they ain't right Sonia and I think I they picked the to- perfect teens Sonia and I watched it together and she had this like very small smirk on the whole time and at the end she was like I accept this and you know I want them to take their time them as it worked in, like, on construction me. workers Sonia was completely Ew. the propaganda totally worked on me every teen that came out I was like perfect perfect they passed this so well awkward teens (laughs) puberty awkward time construction awkward i get it i get it i get it today i was in the library between classes and i was like going over all the topics for the podcast and i was like oh i should watch the video again and i like put my headphones into my computer and started playing it and i was like shit there's no sound and then i realized that it was playing out of my laptop and i didn't push the headphones (laughs) (laughs) so the 
And like three people around me were just like looking at me. I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Uh, did did it we resonate explain with you that guys? the Metrolinx is trying to trying to equate their construction and long taking awkward construction to puberty, right? Like they're trying to make it cute, I guess. Yeah, they are. And I it's don't working. understand. Yeah, they're like, no, it's, it's just not. not. It's fucking it weird. Do you guys like, hate I, this? I get, I get the like the 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 metaphor or whatever i get that but i don't get how it's supposed to make me feel like it's no not, I, no if i, I actually had to like either. use that area i would be absolutely like outraged i'd be like i don't want your cute fucking video with the perfectly cast awkward teens this doesn't help but it literally like impacted. this this ad literally just makes me choice. feel like all of these people and the construction should just be like put behind a black fucking veil and we don't have to think about it until it's done like i hate it don't you don't you like sometimes wonder about people that are cast in roles like that and be like that must like feel weird <laughs> to be yeah, like, they're like you're you very need to quintessentially this awkward looking <laughs> I always think about that in, like, casting roles and stuff, too. Whenever you see some, like, obscure role in a movie, it's like, what was the casting call for this? Like, yeah, like, fat. Mid- middle-aged, <laughs> crack-addicted-looking motherfuckers. And they're like, like you're <laughs> perfect. <laughs> I remember actually watching the commentary on, like, season five of The Office, because I happened to own it, and the actresses who played Pam and Karen, I think, were kind of talking about that, how there's, like, throwaway lines in the show about, like, one being hot or one having a good face and an ugly body and they're like yeah it, it hurts <laughs> i don't know it's kind but of like for, for casting of stuff like that you like play it up like obviously if they were like hey you're gonna be in this commercial i would like make my hair frizzy and like you know you kind of you can but justify about, like, it that meredith way meredith in the office like that's what it was it was looked, meredith she, yeah she just looks like that outside of the show she applied just... to be jan and and she they cast her as meredith they're like no you're gonna be the alcoholic <laughs> fucking like creepy woman that everyone is okay I mean, with fair. like saying we're gonna talk gross. about how ugly you are all the time <laughs> and how it would be like horrifying the idea of sleeping <laughs> yeah. with you. um okay. i guess maybe they give her the alcoholic part too to like soften that blow like you're gross because you're an alcoholic not because you're ugly yeah. but you know and you're an alcoholic because you're gross (laughs) circle of life it's a feedback loop meredith going back to the actual advertisement um (laughs) (laughs) with me in the same way it did with sonya um just no no just be no just i can't help how i feel ainsley you can though you can kids who are genuinely look like the age um that you would start um it was really nice i don't know on, if like you, the short end of the but stick. i don't know like, if you I guys mean, watch i've like, seen a lot of kids in puberty and like they don't look that fucked up like that's like one in a million eighth grade that movie that came out i think it was a year or two ago i was like very impressed because every- he uses it he used like specifically used people that they actually are all in eighth grade exactly sure. but um, so it was it was very refreshing but i mean they had to use people or it wouldn't have been impactful i don't feel like that was like a great like victory for awkward kids they're gonna be made fun of i'm gonna bully them yeah they're playing the awkward yeah. role back to bullying yeah. so like i was looking into why this happens because have you ever seen that meme where it's like there's two seasons in canada one is winter and the other is construction <laughs> <laughs> but it's true am i right like 
it's crazy <laughs> as soon hell. as like the snow melts just every fucking street is under construction and i was like why is this happening uh one article said it's a witch's because brew it gets fucked by the snow of red tape That's poor why. planning and coordination labor issues and the complex nature of many projects particularly public ones toronto has a poor track record of costing and completing projects on time is Toronto specifically known for that, though? Because, th- like, that's where we live. I mean, I bet you have the same issues elsewhere. Um, Sudbury is absolutely fucked from that because the way, like, cities are planned and how infrastructure is planned, they don't take into effect all the damage that is caused through the winter. So, literally, cities just budget for, in the winter time. the roads are going to get super fucked up. And then come summertime, we have to fix the roads again. And then it just keeps happening and happening and happening. But there are, like, other countries. I'm pretty sure it's, like, Iceland or something. I don't know. Dylan was telling me about it the other day. Um, where they're literally putting, like, these uh, styrofoam blocks under their roads. So that when they freeze and stuff, the roads actually kind of, like, shift with them. And they can expand and contract. So that come summertime, there's no construction to do on anything because nothing got damaged. Because they put in all of this new infrastructure to mitigate that you know yeah i was in new orleans in september and the my tour guide said they're known for construction too mm, fair enough that's because they have all these like old historical buildings gotta keep gotta they keep got, the maintenance gotta going. be fixing so, yeah someone I mean? here said uh narrow streets aging infrastructure full summer season of festivals and parades makes everything more time consuming um extreme weather Probably events makes a lot of jobs though eh guys <laughs> jobs is good <laughs> <laughs> sorry i laughed directly into the microphone someone you committed the cardinal sin i feel i feel pure hatred towards the ad i just want to throw that out there. i thought you were gonna say I that about my laugh so i like literally was cringing <laughs> as you said it and say so, yeah, i accept that as much as i love the ad i don't feel protective over it there's this guy rob clark who tweeted given all the current transit frustrations the mess that's presto and projects that are months and years behind schedule i don't know if ah oh, shucks we're just a big awkward kid hitting puberty is the message you want to lead with metro links and someone was yeah, like, "It's just if, if this weird. is a puberty situation, then the kids are going to be retired by the time this line is finished. <laughs> it actually is ridiculous. Like, it started in 2011. It's- yeah, like, their puberty should be over by now. Like, if we're going to, like, I think they might have shot themselves in the foot to compare it to puberty. Yeah, they should have compared a, it to an There's an epoch. ending date on puberty. Yeah. They, they also, sh- like, let's be real. Did you see those kids? Those those are, like, Ainsley really does not like the stories. <laughs> All those kids are Jenna, so fucking see, this ugly. Is the problem. I thought they had a charm to them. <laughs> Ainsley is the bully. <laughs> and you guys are oh, protective God, over them. the shitty kids. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of neutral, which was also my position in the bullying world. I hate the kids. Uh, I was like, I was bullied in um, like, like I said, like in an insidious way. Like my friends were kind of mean to me sometimes, but I was, I, I don't know, I might have done stuff too. But like boys, boys were mean, mean to me when I was going through puberty because I was like weird looking and shit. I was so weird looking. And we're yeah. pretty severely bullied, and you two are just like, fuck, like, who fucking no, cares? No, I, I don't, I haven't said an opinion really on the ad. I think it's funny, and which is kind of my opinion on bullying. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I don't know. Like, when I was going through puberty and had like weird boobs and shit, like, I remember guys like making fun of me and shit, but I just like, 
I don't know. I just didn't really. You care. you always looked the same though. Like, you didn't really go through an awkward okay. phase. Like I see pictures yeah, you of you, and you're not weird looking. Yeah, you were never weird. I never was. I remember weird when looking, I was like true. a preteen, and I was so sad, and I was so weird looking. I had braces, and like my hair was weird, and. Uh, like uh, my mouth was weird and I was it was very cliche I was looking through like magazines and like crying because I would never look like the women in them and my mom she's so sweet but she's so honest I was like I'm ugly and she was like Sonia you have you're very smart and you have good personality she wouldn't say (laughs) that I was pretty she wouldn't lie and she was like Sonia you know when you are young your face going through changes so you will see like she was explaining how when you're uh, uh, when you're going through pure you know everything's like all adjusting and like you just look weird because your body's going through a change that did not make me feel better but i do appreciate her honesty pretty just lie but maybe she's also trying to show you that that like beauty isn't the answer i guess right like if she goes don't worry you're pretty then she's like saying no it was it was the right thing to do but i was like a stupid like you know growing girl all you want is to i i had the same experience with my mom my mom's like still kind of set on that with like not commenting on like physical appearance but i remember being like i wish my mom mom would say something <laughs> yeah because because you, you crave it when you're um uh, uh insecure young maybe lass. one day she will <laughs> there's a legendary pic of like me and my brother when we were probably like 12 and 13 where i have like a stupid kink in my hair braces and my socks are pulled up halfway up my shins and my brother has like blonde frosty tips and he's like quite obese and like wearing like a dragon ball z (laughs) t-shirt and it's so funny i quote unquote identified but not i didn't actually but as like a tomboy and i didn't like the the things so that- you wore slush <laughs> pants, something that isn't even synonymous <laughs> with being a winter. I didn't want to wear like, tight-fitting <laughs> jeans, and then when I started doing all that, then all the boys you made fun of me and said that jeans. I was a brick wall. <laughs> Yeah, there's. So. You're really damned if you do, damned if you don't, as a girl. Because I remember, like, yes. I I also was made fun of for being flat chested and all that. But then my friends who did have like large ones, like they obviously got a lot of um, attention. But it's not. What do they say? The only thing worse than not getting male attention is getting male attention. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what no... size of like school did you guys go to? Because I know, like, my middle school when I was going through puberty, there was like maybe like 25 people in my entire grade <laughs> yeah that probably like protects against bullying to some extent yeah because everybody was friends with each other so it was like if you want to bully someone it's like this is super awkward because now you have to deal with like everyone this horrible bullying she's like we're all friends <laughs> and i was like that ainsley ross ruined my life <laughs> well we'll see how much time this ad has bought them doing their construction if they did buy any goodwill, it's only a little bit. It hasn't bit. bought them anything. <laughs> yeah, we're, like, we're like, all right, all right. <laughs> Give me a little um, more time. If anything, it's just made people even more angry. Like, it's so fucking bizarre. I think it's like the best thing is to, like, not say anything about it. Like, we all know it sucks, and we all know, like, they don't want it to be happening. And, like, I don't know. Do we need to make ads about it? I don't know. I, I think it's good to address sometimes. I, I, I feel placated by it. Like, okay, you're, you are you understand where I'm at. Yeah, but you're fucked, so. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't react to things appropriately. <laughs> um, Any final words before we move on to a cool city? <laughs> Fuck those kids. And in French, <laughs> tabernacle les enfants. 
Oui, oui. Um, Montreal, wow. which is, I think, one of my favorite Canadian cities. They have a spicy plan to address affordable housing crisis going on there. Uh, so they're going uh. to, like, they just passed <laughs> this uh, policy where they have the right of first refusal. So when a house goes up for sale, like in very specific certain areas, this isn't just like applied citywide. Um, if a buyer makes an offer and the seller accepts it, then the city has 60 days to basically take over the sale and match that offer. And then they'll take that house and turn it into like an affordable house for low income people. Hell yeah. I think that's a it's great such old a, plan. such a good idea. I was talking to my roommate, Jean, about this, who lived in Montreal, is also, even without this, such an affordable city to begin with. She said that Funny. she would pay $500 a month. And she was happily living in a Holy nice place. Shit. Like they're already in a really yes. People were saying that recently. Like I don't think that the salaries are as high there. Um, do you think something like this would work in Toronto? I don't. What do they have besides rent controls going on in Toronto? I don't think there's. A, I don't think there's enough houses for sale in Toronto. It's in a general. supply issue. Yeah. Uh, there's a few people saying that about the Montreal thing. They're like, well, this isn't going to address supply. But um, I think it's a step in the right direction, at least. And um, mm-hmm. in terms of supply, I mean, you drive along the 401 and you're like quite far from the city and you see like the developments being built and you know that this is going to be like mm-hmm. another commuter town. And it's like, we got to do what we got to do. I get that. But it's like fucking like an hour and a half commute to Toronto for a lot of people. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Something's got to be done. Um, there are some cool like ideas um, like... I know people were talking about taking like old shopping malls that no one visits anymore and turning those into apartments because you know how retail is like dying. <laughs> so pe- people were suggesting like about this very clever idea. I don't think of reacts and I've never heard from you before. I know that was weird. I like what emotion was she feeling? <laughs> Again, I thought it was being normal. <laughs> but I guess not. <laughs> You're one of those puberty kids. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking is. Any- You're she like, oh, these kids. are very normal kids. <laughs> I like it. Does anyone um, have experience with rent controls and stuff like that? Um, My rent is poo. No, it's not I live in a town poo. outside of Toronto where it's also kind of known for being not affordable at all. And I'm also currently trying to ha- buy a house in this town. I just lost my house that I put an offer on last night and I feel very hopeless about Aww. affordable housing right now because mm. um, the, the amount I offered was like way more than this house seems to be worth and someone seeing seeing the houses that you've been looking at too and the prices on them I'm just like holy fuck I would never live in Georgetown like mm-hmm. Dylan and I have been looking at like houses in Sudbury and shit and literally you could buy five houses in Sudbury with like 25 acres each for the price of one tiny little townhouse in Georgetown it's fucking insane yeah I mean it's bad but there I mean there is a thing I guess in that the house is going to appreciate in value so there's that but I mean it's really not Mm. affordable I feel like shitty about it and even even a year ago they were like a hundred thousand dollars less yeah so I feel Mm. very like time rushed and I don't understand how people buy their first house. It seems impossible. It's, every year it gets worse and worse. It's nuts. 
um mm-hmm. i i was looking into like i guess part part of it uh, it's complex blah 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 like no no one answer of course but a part of it might be because interest rates are so low because you know interest rates used to be high so the cost of borrowing was high so mm-hmm. you were paying a lot on your on your mortgage like long term but the price was lower so like the barrier to entry was lower like you could mm-hmm. save for a down mm-hmm. pay more easier now interest rates are very 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 low like we born in the 90s have no idea what it's like to experience high interest rates so that's good because the cost of borrowing is lower but that allows people to set the prices of homes a lot higher because you can quote afford it like in the long term but that doesn't help people who don't have high incomes to start with who can't save like i have no idea how people who don't live at home can save money for a house like it's just not possible so Mm -hmm. it's like I don't know, but, but but they don't want to raise interest rates either because that's not great for the economy. So it's like kind of a clusterfuck. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Apparently in April too, they're getting rid of the stress test. I guess that makes people approved for higher mortgages, which apparently is going to make it more competitive. And um, prices are in... My, my real estate agent anticipates they're going to go up and... That just makes me very scared. That's so soon, and yeah, that, that, I hate it. I hate buying a house. It's so competitive and scary, and I don't want to do it. Yeah, it's that's the problem too, right? Because the stress test makes it hard, but then removing the stress test makes Wait, it hard. What is the stress test? What is it? Oh, uh, so I, I I believe it's uh something to do with the banks. How they um, it's a test that they do on the people asking for a mortgage, and it just would make your mortgage you qualify lower based on your risk basically yeah so whatever the rate is that you can qualify for a larger mortgage and thus the market will be more competitive at that price point yeah it's so hard to even find somewhere to rent too in like toronto even in Sudbury and shit it's just insane trying to find somewhere to rent i'm having quite a difficult time yeah i remember one of my friends moved into a place at jane and finch and it was like over a thousand dollars for like this Yikes. really really cramped like basement apartment that like sucked <laughs> i was you like you have what the to fuck? have all your shit ready to go because they'll literally as well as your landlord reference a proof of income and employment letter like a lot of people are even bringing these to the showings and like even having like a blank check ready and it's what, t- what was it like in vancouver did you guys have was it this bad in vancouver or was it um, um i had not a- really as much like when we first got there but we lucked out but like individually after we lived together like such a fucking hard time I- yeah that's actually why i like decided i i'm in a position i'm i'm lucky that i'm like getting help but like that was that was the the catalyst for me deciding to do that because i was looking for a place to rent in georgetown and for like the shittiest house it was like I couldn't even afford it. It was like fifteen hundred dollars mm-hmm. per person a month in like the ugliest little houses. So I'm like, why would I do that? Yeah, it's insane. Like over yeah. here, like Sean and I pay less through our mortgage than our friends pay in rent in the same city for like a smaller place. It's like crazy. But then, how do you save for da- like exactly? I, like, you have to so freaking like live <laughs> yeah. at home for five years, which sucks because it used to be that like the the rich people like moved out to the suburbs and like the inner city was more for poor people and now it's kind of flipped like only rich people can afford to live in the city and now it's like the poor people have to drive like two hours commute to fucking get to work it's totally um switched around fuck the city yeah fuck rent 
I don't want to pay rent. Isn't Fuck there a all. whole musical about not wanting to pay rent? Yeah, I think it's called... <laughs> something like that. <laughs> something that escapes me And then moment. when you watch it, you're like, wait, why don't these people feel like they have to pay rent? How is the landlord supposed <laughs> yeah, to sustain so himself? <laughs> It's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah, and the villain is just, like, a guy that, like, needs the income from his property. <laughs> Dirty capitalist explained. pig. Um, do we have some funky stories from tell and sells around the globe, Brayden? Yes, tell us. Guys, I I I've been the, waiting for this I had No, no, don't be excited. I had the best story from the tell and sell. And I can't find my screenshot anywhere, but it was so funny. Basically, at the Georgetown Superstore, they had a display going on because there's a bunch of teacher strikes, so kids have the day off. And it was a bunch of board games, and there was a sign on it that said, like, for the kids' days off, or, like, no, oh, it, it said, like, no school fun, and, like, someone had printed this off the computer. It wasn't, like, a company-wide promotion. Like, someone, some clever little manager set this up. Someone posted the longest rant about how this was the most offensive thing they'd ever seen. And they were like, <laughs> like, why weren't they promoting educational things? Um, they're making fun of the strikes, all this stuff. And it, uh, anyways, they're like, I spoke to the manager, and the whole time he had a smirk on his face, as though to say I was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's not as good retelling it, oh, but it was fuck. so funny what a thing to be outraged about like who the fuck cares that's so weird yeah it's like no it's practical your kids off school like here's some shit to do it's not it's not minimizing anything also board games are probably more educational than a lot of shit kids do yeah take yeah, a joke it doesn't affect this bitch at all I hope that, however, this experience made it so that in the future you will take a screenshot and make sure that you are I doing do it have, correctly. I do have one that I screenshotted. You can just cut this if it doesn't translate well. But So Let's this woman on the talent cell goes, I'll yell when she does it in caps. <laughs> okay. A lot of caps. Okay, rant, colon. I'm about to lose my shit. Our relatively new neighbors have a golden retriever that they never watch and is running loose every single day and using the bathroom in our yard and barking from sunrise to sunset. I've written them a kind note about the disturbance from 6 to 7 a.m. until 11 to 12 p.m. I have also spoken to the neighbor months ago. Their dog has also knocked down our granddaughter, who is now terrified of dogs. <laughs> their dog has also ripped my neighbor's bamboo fence down and one in their yard as well. They have a Rottweiler and are also very concerned. We have coyotes here all the time. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> and they know this because I have told them twice he has a collar and i'm wondering if i should continually call the pound we can't even get out of our vehicle and he comes running over barking dot 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 that's it wow, wow. it ends Man, on honestly, that honestly like i don't even i don't even find this that like like obviously it's like why are you posting it on this site but like i totally feel that some dog owners are fucking asshats and literally let their dog do whatever the fuck they want what does the thing about coyotes have to do with it no, the coyotes thing, I am re really not understanding. That might be from, like, her, like, sympathetic to dogs point of view. Maybe, like, oh, no, you should she really has get a dog under control so that the but coyotes it, don't attack it. It's a golden it. retriever, though. Like, it's not... Golden retrievers are, like, really, really widely misadvertised as, like, this wholesome family dog, which they definitely can be. But golden retrievers are, like, 
in the top three dog breeds that attack people mm. most I meant, frequently. I meant more in terms of like coyotes aren't generally like going for golden retrievers. No, yeah. No, I'm, I wasn't speaking to that. I'm just speaking like in general. But like coyotes don't go for anything that smells like a human in general. Like the, the reason people hear about coyotes attacking dogs so infrequently is because it very fucking rarely happens. Coyotes don't want to go near shit that smells like a human being unless they're like urban coyotes, which they aren't. Because they obviously live in a forest. So okay, but like, for those let's forget coyotes. about like the person's point, which is still kind of fucked in my opinion. That's an insane thing to post on your town. I really like the way you no, read 100%. it. One hundred percent. Thank you. One hundred percent. It's an insane thing to post. Having having actual neighbors because I do not have the audacity to ask people stuff like that. Man, I kind of wish do. I did, <laughs> but I don't. People are so Imagine. bored. I remember reading in uh, the paper once, uh, letters to the editor in like the small town paper, someone wrote in complaining that their neighbor didn't like take good care of their lawn. I was like, oh, it'd be so nice to have problems. That was my biggest problem. Yeah, for real. Eh? It's just like odd to me, the whole tell and sell thing in general. It's like, why do people feel the need that they have to go online to like complain about to fulfill like, their anything. like lack of community? Like we don't so have community, weird. so we have to like resort to Facebook. They do call Facebook the new public square, so there you have it. Well, I'm here for it. It's really funny, and every day I get to see the crazy minds of my neighbors. Uh, But sometimes it's, like, racist and unfortunate. You get that screenshot function figured out. Yeah, this one I got the screenshot. Her name's Carrie Lynn. Shout out, Carrie Lynn. Absolute (laughs) unit of the week. Fuck you, Carrie Lynn. Absolute unit of the week. Sorry about the the golden retriever that's terrorizing you i like how she ended it on the like on the cliffhanger though like we can't even get out of her vehicle <laughs> da, da, and he da. comes running over barking dot 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 like was she in her vehicle yeah, and that's the very ominous <laughs> she's gone now apparently it's a boomer thing to put like ellipses like every sentence but i do that like that's how i write emails and i'm like wow i have the boomer spirit in my heart yeah and that's very, very weird it implies like ominous yeah. stuff and Oh, I have. I didn't screenshot the comments, but there was 122 of them. How do 120 <sighs> people ha- even have enough time on their hands to fucking share their opinion on that? It's the best because you get to know like certain characters. There's like frequent posters. <laughs> oh god, yeah. I would recommend. I couldn't it. even. I wouldn't even want to glimpse at the the our hometown's talent cell for even a fucking second like that honestly gives me anxiety even thinking about oh it. yeah it's really anxiety inducing and you have to detach yourself from it because like like one time i let myself get too involved emotionally <laughs> and someone posted like a sexist joke or something and i started crying i'm like it's, really? I think it's so hard to be a woman and like they're gonna say i'm i'm ridiculous if i complain and like i was telling liz to Corey, like sobbing and like he just looks so bewildered yeah. and he's like maybe like you don't go on that i'm like fuck you you don't understand <laughs> anyways yeah so Jenna, then i had to learn to uh, have an emotional distance from <laughs> and now you're you, you've grown a lot you're screenshotting good ones and i can't <laughs> yeah. wait to see what the future brings well we better wrap things up but i do want to know who the official absolute unit of the week is at the border between sarnia and michigan um american authorities pulled a bizarre item from a mail truck trying to cross into the United States. And 
Um, the item was a fucking human brain. Woo! Ho, 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 And it was, it's, it was apparently like sound. an educational tool. It was in like a, a mason jar. But obviously, like if you're transporting like human body parts across a border, you kind of have to fill out the proper paperwork. And there wasn't any. It was just this like brain <laughs> in a fucking jar. And somebody thought that was cool. It's like you're a teacher who owns a fucking human brain and you don't know that you have to like fucking you know maybe write some paperwork on that yeah in a post 9-11 world yeah. come on i fucking get nervous just using a wallet that used to once have like marijuana dust in it like i'm just like oh my god when i'm crossing the border how do you cross with a human brain well thank you all for being here today is the brain oh the unit god. of the week or carrie lynn I, I, or the I, person with the um, brain i went into this thinking know. it was the brain but i wanted to be carrie lynn Carrie Lynn and the brain are the absolute unites. <laughs> the guy that had the brain right. is not one. <laughs> no, the brain is <laughs> the <laughs> unite. <laughs> All right, so long. Bye. Bye. Be free. <laughs> Be free, you fucking piece of shit.